What's going on, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's go right into this episode. The NBA playoffs continue tonight. We got three games. Boston against Brooklyn at 7.30 on TNT. Then at 10 o'clock, we got the Lakers against the Phoenix Suns. 10.30 on NBA TV, the Dallas Mavericks against the Clippers. It's a great night of basketball. The Nets look to continue and have their big three basically lead the way for them. Boston is definitely a capable team if they get going. Jason Tatum, obviously one of the best players in the Eastern Conference. And the Celtics don't really get the credit that they should have, but, you know, they didn't really have such a great season this year especially after last year when they were one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. So if they could get going, who knows, but I think Brooklyn's going to have a pretty easy time in this series, being that Kyrie, James Harden, and KD are all on the floor. And then you have Blake Griffin and Landry Shamit. You got a bunch of key players for them that play the role and the Nets are going to be able to overcome adversity and now that they have the core of their team playing together we're finally going to see what they're completely capable of so yeah and then we got the Lakers taking on the Suns the Lakers look to bounce back after a game one loss to Phoenix. LeBron has to put the team on his back like he has for his whole entire career. And somehow the Lakers need to <laughs> shut off Devin Booker, which is definitely a very difficult task. That's not something that many teams have been able to do. Phoenix Suns were 30 games over 500 this year, and they were really the story of the entire league, especially the Western Conference, along with the Utah Jazz. But it's definitely a good sign for the NBA that franchises who haven't had the most success in the past are building towards playoff and potential title runs out of nowhere. Obviously, we saw that with the Toronto Raptors a few years ago when they basically just came out of nowhere and won the whole championship that year. So it's definitely possible. Anything is possible, Kevin Garnett once said. <laughs> and... Yeah, the NBA playoffs are definitely exciting. Last night, I was watching some NHL playoffs. Everything is going on right now. Basketball, hockey, and baseball. Yeah, it's a lot to watch, but as a sports fan, you know I am not complaining one bit. So, last night, the Islanders went ahead in the series picked up a much-needed victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins on the road in double overtime. Josh Bailey 
with a clutch goal. And if you've ever been to an Islander game, you know that it's a big deal when Josh Bailey scores a goal. There's a whole chant that goes, hey, Josh Bailey, I want to know if you score a goal. (laughs) I used to spend a lot of time at the Coliseum when I was growing up, and I actually was like an intern there when I was a senior in high school, so like we got pretty used to hearing that shit, and I used to go with my cousin to a lot of Islander games, even though I'm a Ranger fan, but it was literally in our town. It was something to do all the time, and it was a crazy environment when the Islanders were actually good a couple of years ago, and now they're good again. So, yeah. The Islanders would make the NHL cry if the Penguins get eliminated in the first round, and they could potentially do that. They can. The Islanders look like a team of destiny this year, and I know a lot of people don't really uh, follow hockey maybe as much as some others, but I'm a big hockey fan. Obviously, I'm a Ranger fan, and they did not make the playoffs this year. So just out of being from Long Island, rooting for the Islanders to make a playoff run, and we'll see if, we'll see if they can win the Stanley Cup this year for the first time in, like, over 30 years. But that's enough hockey talk. My bad. That was a little bit too much of hockey talk, but you know, is what it is. I really just can't wait until football season. I'm kind of just like tired of talking about how excited I am for the Giants and all the key additions that they made this year. But you know that I just want to see some games. I'm definitely going to a giant game. I'll be making the trek to New Jersey, a dirty Jersey. And, yeah, definitely going to a game. They announced last week that MetLife Stadium is going to be functioning under a full capacity. So that would be dope to go to a giant game. And... Yeah, I haven't been to anything in a while. Trying to go to Florida soon. Haven't been on a trip in like two years. But like, just kind of been focusing on what I've really been wanting to do. And I'm betting on myself for the time being because I haven't figured it out yet. And it's okay. I'm in a good spot. Still staying positive that I'm going to be finding a opening for a job soon that's going to launch my career in sports media. And I just got to keep working hard. And obviously, as a 23-year-old, it's really difficult to find an opportunity. My first like, 
thought is to work for Barstool because I feel like I'm the type of person that would actually be able to fit in there. And I've been through so much crazy shit in my life that I don't feel like anything would phase me. So that's still a goal of mine. And just kind of keep grinding maybe one day. But, you know, just got to keep networking online and shit. Got to keep throwing the darts at the dartboard because you never know who's going to actually respond to you. Some people respond. doesn't really lead to much, but, you know. It means more that some people respond. And, like, I've talked to, like, MMA fighters, fucking random people on Instagram, like, people in other countries. Like, it's all about just, like, building, like, a network of people that you do know and trying to just be a good person, stay positive and shit. And I'm optimistic that something's going to happen. Something's bound to happen eventually. Like, yeah. But anyway, this week in Supreme, they're releasing a big collection with North Face. They're releasing some sweatpants, a t-shirt that matches it, which is North Face branded, so it's going to be a little less money than Supreme. And then they're releasing a jacket, which is going to be ridiculously priced. It comes in, like, pink, orange, and black. And then they're releasing, like, a backpack also with same colors and shit and a coach's jacket yeah this is probably like another week where i do not get anything because i don't have 500 dollars to be buying a north face jacket in the middle of the spring so yeah Maybe I'll cop a t-shirt or something, but who knows. The t-shirts are definitely something that you could hold for a while and actually resell for a decent amount of money because it's just like one of those shirts that resells because of the co-branded logo. Just a little thought out there. I heard that on some videos, so yeah. And there's no UFC this weekend, unfortunately. But there's a fight night in two weeks. Jarzinho Rosenstrike main event. It's going to be an intense fight. He's obviously one of the future contenders in the heavyweight division. And he's facing Sakai. This is going to be a great main event. And then Walt Harris against Marcin Tabora. 
Santiago Pontanibio against Miguel Baeza, Tom Breeze against Antonio Arroyo, Maki Patolo against Dusko Todorovic. It's a pretty good card. This is next weekend, June 6th. The Canadian prospect Tanner Bozer facing Alir Latifi. Montana De La Rosa against Ariane Lipsky. That's a great fight in the women's flyweight division. And the card starts off with Jordan Levitt, Dana White contender series alumni against Claudio Puelas in the lightweight division. And then we're two weeks away. From UFC 263, headlined by Israel Adesanya and Marvin Vittori. And they're fighting for the second time. This time for the middleweight title. And Marvin Vittori is trying to state his claim in the middleweight division. I don't think he's going to be able to stop Adesanya unless he really is able to take him down and control the fight there like we saw with Jan Blahovich, but that was a different weight division. If Adesanya could keep the fight on the feet, obviously he's one of the best kickboxers and has the best striking overall in MMA. He's the last style bender. He's one of my favorite fighters. Can't wait for that fight. He's obviously coming off of a loss to Jan Blahovich when he challenge for the light heavyweight title so he's looking to get his next victory and obviously avenge that loss and get back on his winning ways that was his first loss in MMA so obviously he's going to look very sharp in this fight coming up Yeah, the UFC is just putting on great fight cards all the time. They really are trying to produce a lot of new talent. And one of the main reasons why I fell in love with the UFC back in the day, like when I was in middle school, like I started watching UFC. And I really like got back into it in college when I had more time to watch it and shit. And then especially now, so... I've always really kept up with it. And the Ultimate Fighter was one of those things that made me even realize that UFC was going to be a major sport, not only in America, but the world. And they're going to be able to produce a new cast. And that's starting on June 1st on ESPN+. Definitely a reason to sign up for ESPN+. UFC is on ESPN Plus. You do have to pay for pay-per-views, unfortunately, which are $70 every time. I don't pay for every single pay-per-view. I kind of just find out after sometimes. Like, I pay for probably a third of the pay-per-views. <laughs> I just see highlights, like, whatever. Like, I'm not paying 70 bucks every three weeks. Like, it's kind of a lot of money. And it's up. 
It's like, and especially, I'm glad I didn't pay for <laughs> the last three fights I paid for were all losses for the person that I was rooting for. I paid for the Justin Gaethje Habib fight. And obviously Justin Gaethje lost and I was rooting for him, obviously. And didn't end up well, but you know. And then uh, I paid for the Connor dustin Poirier fight. And obviously that went the way it did. And I'm a huge Conor McGregor fan. I think that's well known at this point. So wasn't happy with that. And then I bought the Israel Adesanya Yam Blahovich fight. And that did not end up the way that we wanted either. So I'm glad I didn't buy the Jorge Masvidal fight because uh probably would have just added to that list of uh disappointment. But anyway, Ultimate Fighter Back after a few-year hiatus, Brian Ortega and Alexander Volkanovsky, the featherweight champion, they were supposed to fight a couple months ago, and then that got pushed due to COVID. And now they're going to be fighting at the end of The Ultimate Fighter, and this is going to produce a few new prospects in the featherweight division, and I believe the bantamweight division also. Eight fighters in the Bantamweight division and Middleweight division. Yeah, I can't wait to see them actually fight because that's holding up that division. And we've been waiting to see Volkanovski fight after he beat Max Holloway, which a lot of people like dispute, and I'm one of them. I thought Max Holloway was able to come away with a victory when they fought for the title last year, and yeah, I want to see Max Holloway fight for the title soon. I want to see him fight again. It's been a while already. It's been, like, close to, like, six months, probably, and he's one of my favorite fighters, one of the best fighters ever, so that's just a thought. He would be either of those guys. And then I really just can't wait until July for Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. Obviously, they have a lot of bad blood, but then they kind of, like, settled some stuff. But I'm looking forward to seeing the next Conor fight. When Conor fights, it's like a different kind of energy. I hope Dana White comes to his senses soon and decides to book a pay-per-view at Madison Square Garden, I would definitely have some sick seats for that. I would pay serious bread for that. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. I got a couple concerts that I'm going to be going to in the fall, but I haven't been to a sport event in... A while. I obviously worked in the TD Garden. 
and I was in the arena when a lot of NBA games were going on. And yeah, like I would see players warming up in the morning when I would clock in and stuff. Like saw Trey Young, fuck you, Trey Young. <laughs> And like Russell Westbrook, James Harden when they were on the Rockets and shit, like that was a cool job. I need to find something like that soon. Maybe at the Garden, and the Garden looks insane when it is packed for a playoff game. The energy looked unmatched, and I really hope that the Knicks are able to turn this series around. I don't want to see the next shows go down without a fight. We need Julius Randle to have a big game the next game. Obviously, R.J. Barrett also. Our unsung hero of the season, especially at the last game, and he nearly got it done for us, was Alec Burks. He's been a journeyman in the NBA, and he finally has found his role with the Knicks and definitely has been taking advantage of it. He's been one of those players for the Knicks that could come into the game off the bench and knock down pretty much every shot that he takes. He had 28 points in the last game and he scored a lot in the second half, especially in the third quarter, I believe. So the Knicks definitely need a win tomorrow. We'll see how the Nets do tonight. Can the Lakers rebound? Who knows? I think the Suns are going to be able to spoil LeBron's hope at a back-to-back championship. We're going to have to see, though. Obviously, LeBron's the GOAT. Nothing but respect for LeBron. One of my favorite players. But I don't know. I don't know. Phoenix looks like they're on a different type of energy right now. Devin Booker is drinking Kendall Jenner's tequila. He's gassed up. (laughs) And, yeah, LeBron looks like his age is finally catching up to him a little bit. And we're going to have to see, but this has been an episode of One Stop Shop. And I'll tap in later this week. Peace out.